0: Welcome to the Soul Ability Superhuman Laboratory, where we uncover the secrets to upgrading your mind, body, soul, and business. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Matthew 1626. Welcome to another episode of the Soul Ability Podcast. Our next guest, Steve the Hurricane Weiss, recently posted that quote on his Facebook page. And I had to share it with you guys because this episode is all about following the path that your soul was built for, and that's what finding your soul ability is all about. I met Steve a few years ago at a local networking event, and the energy and passion he spoke with is something that I will never forget. Steve is an amazing speaker, marketer, coach, family man, and a super spiritual guy. I really think you're going to enjoy this episode, so let's get right into it. All right, Steve, I want to thank you for being on today's show. Um, First, I just want you to introduce yourself to the guests we've had some interactions local, like locally. Right. Um, I've seen you speak like you have amazing energy speaking. You've built a amazing business on helping people. And that's true to my heart. Cause all my businesses, I feel like if I wasn't helping people, I wouldn't want to do them. So just, just lay it out there for everybody. How did you get to where you're at right now? Where are you at right now? Um, business wise, professionally, even spiritually, because this is the Soul Ability Podcast, so this, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's been an amazing, amazing journey for me. So I d- just talk about where we are today in the present moment. You definitely want to start back at the beginning and every person has their their hero's path, hero's journey, right? right. Their, their, their rise to the top. I was that person from birth. I was born with a certain energy, a certain charisma. I just knew that I was put here to do something not normal. Something magnificent, impact others, influence others. I, I look think back to when I was 12 years old and I had bunk beds with my brother, my younger brother, and I'm in the bottom bunk. He's in the top bunk. And we were talking one night and he was talking about the future. When we get older, what are we going to do? And he he always wanted to be a meteorologist and he's got a degree in meteorology now. And he asked me and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do but I know I'm gonna do some kind of seminars, I'm gonna be a speaker, I'm gonna be a trainer, I'm gonna help people, I'm gonna empower people, that's what I'm going to do. And fast forward now, I'm 36 years old, so you know, 24 years later, I do exactly what I knew I was supposed to do. And and going back to 17, I remember sitting one day, uh, I was on Route 9, right up the road here, at a Kentucky Fried Chicken with my mother (laughs) after lunch, uh, after after school. And she and I were talking and she's talking about the future and, and, and I don't even remember what she was saying. And then she saw me and she's like, she knows I'm looking off and disconnected. And she goes, what are, you, what are you thinking, my son? And I was looking at the hundreds of thousands of cars driving down the street. And I said, mom, I will never be part of the rat race. That's the rat race. These people go to work every single day. They come home and there's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. but that's not for me. I have to do something to be different from that and help as many people as I possibly can break away from that. And so from that foundation, that's kind of just inspired me my entire life to be able to be where I am today. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's, I feel like I had a similar like mindset when I was a kid. Like I always knew I was a leader and I wanted to help people and I wanted to do the right thing. And that way of life, like wasn't for me, but there was a time when I feel like I got stuck. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I went that, you know, that route to go to college, and then I almost, I almost got like a regular job, but I never really did. It never really lasted. Um, so, did you ever have like that point in your life where you knew that path was for you, but then somewhere you just like kind of got brushed off of it onto the regular way that everybody does things because like let's face it like not everybody we don't have the roadmap to get to where we want to be we just know where we want to be and sometimes we look to the people next to us and we're like well maybe I should try it their way and you do but then you realize it's not for you like did you ever have that like you're a low moment. Absolutely.
1: That? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, again, we talk about the hero's journey, right? So this is what I was born to do. This is what I was destined to do. But along the path, there were many obstacles. There were times where I quote unquote, fell from grace. I'm, I'm an extremely faith based person. Now I'm a Christian. Jesus is my Lord and savior. That's my path to God, to the universe, to the light. I am a child of the light. And that emanates in everything that I am and everything that I do. I went to college to be a pastor. I started going through the training and I felt, I'm, I'm not ready to do this yet. This is either too high of a calling or I haven't lived my life or how can I talk to somebody 80, 90 years old as a 22 year old pastor mm-hmm. and, and and mentor them. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. I got to live my life. And so I ended up dropping out and I went to work for Cutco Knives, which was an amazingly empowering company. And that's where I got my sales and marketing yeah. skill sets honed after I left that company, and it was part of a decision because I was married way too young, and my ex-wife was like, listen, you're putting all this time into this Cutco company, and it's either me or Cutco. And I decided (laughs) her over Cutco, and that's when I gave up on the dream of being an entrepreneur, and and I'll find another way, and I went and I got the job. And like you said, fall from grace. It's always because of a girl. It's it's always, always. always. It's always, always (laughs) because of a girl. I worked at this job for 3 years and it was the most humbling experience and I'm going to say back of the day mm-hmm. young Steve I probably needed that humility because it reminded me in that moment, like you have to surrender to the universe. You have to, you have to submit because you're on your high horse right now. I gave you this billet, I gave you this talent, you're you're running around and doing doing all this great stuff, whatever, but you're not giving recognition to who gave this to you. You're not recognizing, giving the glory to the universe. I gave you this life. You need to be humbled. And what happened? I got this miserable job. I was in that rat race. I swore I would never be in. I'm working nine to five. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I used to get up and smoke pot every day before going into work. Just to tolerate it. Come home the millisecond, (laughs) I was in that door. I was lighting up and I was high 24/7 because it was miserable. I gained weight. I was always a fit guy. I was 350 pounds. Morbidly obese, like you're looking at me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big guy still, but yeah,
0: you're uh, not near 350 no. pounds for everyone that's listening. I'll
1: never be that. <laughs> exactly, but I got into this unhealthy rut, and also part of it, 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 it kind of destroyed my marriage because then I had this resentment. Here, right. I gave up my dream, even though I wasn't making the money yet. It was a business, and it was climbing. I gave up my dream for you. Now I'm in this. Can I curse? I don't. Matter. Yeah, of course. Dude, uh, I curse <laughs> I'm all sorry, the buddy. time. I apologize. Part of my French, but you know, I'm in this shitty situation because I chose you, and you're not living up to your end of the bargain right. and everything else or whatever. So eventually, I get divorced. I felt fa- I stopped going to church and everything, and then I said, hit rock bottom, and then that's when I just said, this is not who I am. This is not who I was raised to be. Part of my family intervened a little bit. And then i went back to the gym and started working mm-hmm. out and in a year's time i lost 124 pounds went down to six percent body fat i mean completely transformed shredded myself out and it was a machine i started going back to church i started uh, teaching sunday school and being a leader picking up that that role that path that i originally started on making it part of my everyday life i started making prayer part of it i started surrendering you know to the will and, and th- thank you Hey, I'm alive today. Thank you for that. Instead right. of being complaining, I come from humility. Uh, one of my interns I had last year—he he wants to be a speaker. So I, he was—I was his mentor last year. when one of my interns, and he and I were talking, and he said one of his friends, who's also a professional speaker, said that you cannot be angry and humble at the same time. Like they're complete opposite ends of the spectrum of like mood and personality and attitude. Everybody today is in this place of anger, yeah. mad that I don't have this. I'm not able to do that. I can't. I can't. I want. I need. Blah blah blah
0: blah. We don't have enough. When you say those things, they become true. When become you true. never have them.
1: When you're when you're humble, when you're mm-hmm.
0: appreciative of the
1: basic things, I got. I wake up every day. I first say I thank God for you. I thank God for me. I'm awake. I'm alive. I see my wife, I'm still, I'm on my knees praying right next to her. She's still asleep in the bed. I hear her breathing. I thank God for her. She's alive. She's breathing. I know my children. They wake up before us. They're running around the house. I hear them downstairs. I thank God for them. My three angels, my three blessings, that our love, my wife and mine, we made. I thank God mm-hmm. for them. I have a roof over my head. So grateful for that. Because I know people, I actually know people who are homeless. I'm sure yeah. you, you've met people who are yeah, homeless. of course. Who hasn't? I have a roof over my head. I thank God that I have a business and not just I have a seven figure yeah. business. Okay. Like this is a multi-million dollar empire. We're we're approaching eight figures. I have money in the bank. I can go and do whatever I want. I'm taking off next month for the whole month to go sit on the beach in Florida just because. Like Yep. and when you start off your day with that, and that helps humility. your productivity
0: too. And oh. being humble and showing showing gratitude every single day for what you have it's like those are like first world problems right like oh man my bi- my seven figure business isn't doing as well as i wanted to or maybe we're not eight figures yet like there's people that can't even have food they don't even have food correct you know they don't even have clean water clean water like the basic or clean air even mm-hmm. like in china a lot of them don't have clean air like that they have to wear masks you know to be able to breathe so to just and yeah, you maybe compare yourself to somebody else in a different situation, but even just looking back on like where you came from, like you had that, that down period to make you maybe appreciate and realize all the good stuff in your life right now. Like we need those because if it's always good, like if the flowers are always blooming. They become just like, oh, there's a flower, you know, there's, it's not special anymore. You need that temporality of things to make things like special and beautiful and, there is a reason why we experience those downtimes. Like the power of positivity is great, but ev- everything isn't always positive. Life isn't always without pain. And th- those pain points, those struggles, this is something especially I've realized from like bodybuilding and like training my body and working on people, working on patients and helping them get better. So you have to be able to appreciate that struggle. Well, that pain, the the discomfort to get better. Cause if you just, Avoid it, you'll never actually get better. That's something our body kind of teaches us. You know? Amen. Yeah. And it's and it's more than just the physical, too. Like you said, it is, it's the
1: physical, it's the emotional, it's the mental, it's the spiritual, mm-hmm. it's the the metaphysical, it's that transcendence and the overcoming. And it's tapping into that that universe. And do I have bad days? Yes, I have bad days. And there are times when I'll put things in perspective. Just just yesterday, I was complaining about our 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 Q2 profits. Uh-huh. Okay. So here I am talking about we had profits. You actually we made money. We made good money. We had abundance after pay. And I pay myself a lot of money and I pay my staff and everything. We had abundance. And I was complaining that it wasn't as good as it was Q1. And I was like, and why wasn't it as good? I'm complaining because I, I I invested in launching a new division and all this resources went into it and, and when it hasn't launched yet, like mm-hmm. I started complaining and then I said, am I listening to myself right now? Am I actually complaining about this right now? And yeah, it's hard. It's hard as anything. There is. It's the hardest thing ever starting something from nothing. You know, this yeah, yeah. and you've done it several times as well. Yeah. It, it, this is not an easy thing, but when you just you have that appreciation for the basic my basic needs are covered you can do more right. and and you know, people always talk about the why why do you do something why do you do something? what's your passion truly helping other people is the passion right i like helping other people it's I like help almost the most selfish thing you
0: could do cuz it feels so good to actually help somebody else
1: and then they give you the credit and it's like like i have my boot camp coming up in 2 weeks there's going to be 200 people at that event now out of the 200 people 25 of them are people that we've actually helped. I bring them up on stage and I say, what tell us your story, just like we're talking now. And they say, six months ago, I was this, I was that, I didn't have this, I was, I didn't know how mm-hmm. to figure it out, I didn't know whatever. I came to an event just like this. I moved forward. I I became one of Steve's coaching clients. And now I'm doing everything that I want. And and there are times I've had people cry. I'm sitting there standing there next to them on stage crying. I look at the audience. Everybody in the audience is crying because the person's story is so moving. It's so relatable because everybody can relate to it. And then they're like, and then I found you. I saw your (laughs) video. I watched this. I came to the event and, and, and you helped me. And I'm like,
0: all I did was just show you what to do. You had to go actually do the work. Well, you inspired them by being yourself, by being true to yourself. And I think And they when, got the know-how too. Yeah. And then they execute. But then they ex-
1: they had to do the work.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, it's like you did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: I agree. Like you can give them like you can find the know-how in a book, right? But unless you have somebody like you as an example, um, being true to yourself, that's why we look up to like so many people that are like celebrities and these uh Every, these people that are just like, man, they're just like doing whatever they want and that's so inspiring. Like they're doing things that they want to do because it gives them joy. It fuels them. It, it fills our heart. So when you see somebody like that, that's like the most inspiring thing. And I think that's the, the best thing you can do to help other people is to live your truth. Sacrificing yourself at the expense of other people. Isn't always the best thing that you could do. No. A lot of people think like, well, I wear myself out helping everybody else and doing everything for everybody else. I never have time for myself. And they think that that's helping them because they're just like doing things for them instead of like showing them how to do it or forcing them to learn it by inspiring them and like just giving them the tools and like, hey, you have to learn this yourself. So that we don't need me. That way you can live to the best of your ability. You can bring out the best in yourself, not just like a repeat of what I told you, you become the best you where a lot of like coaches, I feel like, and you see this in personal training. Like I actually got fired as a personal trainer really for, cause I wanted to show people how to make a workout program instead mm. of making them do like weird stuff that they would need to rely on me for the rest of like their life working out. And the manager was like, you can't do that. It was actually like an in-between job. So I didn't really care. Mm. Um, and people are afraid to like show you how to do it yourself because then they think that, they won't need you anymore or they won't want to need you anymore, but that'll just, it'll just solidify you even more in their mind as like the expert and like who's someone to look up to and be inspired by. And they're going to like really cherish that, that relationship. And the thing that you did for them was given the knowledge how to do it.
1: Well, and you brought up like three amazing things here. So like the first one was the, like you mentioned, celebrities and people who do whatever they want and, and, and they and they can, and it's not that they can, so it's like, well, I have all this money or yeah. I have all this time and I can do, I mean, they worked their tails off to get there because the, you're a part of a massive not easy. You know, anybody <laughs> who's where they are, they had to overcome. A, insurmountable odds to get to where they are. It's not, nobody is just an overnight success yet. Maybe they became famous overnight, but there was five years, 10 years of background. 20, 30. Or more to get there. Jerry Rice quote, I love it. Today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what others can't. That was Jerry Rice's work ethic. That was his Mm -hmm. routine. That was his getting up. That was his training, his his off-season. Everybody else off-season, they're out partying with all their hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars in contracts. He's putting in his time and effort in the gym to get better for the next season. Now, did he sacrifice a little bit for it? Maybe, but he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the mindset. Then another one that you had mentioned that I that I absolutely loved in there was um, and and it's more of a, a scriptural basis of it. Oh man, you had said it, and I lost I lost the focus of it. But it was it was a beautiful one, and it was basically like you know whatever. They're coming from a place of humility, believing in abundance, the abundant life. So when people have this fear of, well, we got to keep the clients, and we have to do this, and we have to do that, and right. they're they're worried about losing it, and they're and they're they're smothering, and I can't train somebody to know how to do this. That's what the quote was: teach a man, uh, feed a man a fish. I was waiting
0: for you to say it. That's feed a man
1: I- a fish; he's fed for the night. Teach a man to fish; he's fed for life. People who who are, I'll feed you tonight, but I'm not going to teach you how to do this. Yep, they don't understand the abundance of the universe. There is what seven billion, eight billion people yeah, on this 8 planet. People. There's so much, and it's to expanding go around. so and fast you'll never be able to reach all of them. You'll never be able yeah. to influence all of them. If, if you'd be happy if you had a 50 of them, 100, 200, 1,000 over the course of your lifetime. I mean, it's, that's the abundance that's out there. That's that's again, surrendering to the universe, surrendering to God, surrendering to whatever you believe in, surrendering to that faith, to that, mm-hmm. that, that connection, to the, the omnipotent that's beyond us and, and understanding that there's an abundance here and it's all yours for the taking. Instead of worrying about what you don't have, worry about what you do have or be grateful. Yeah, be grateful for what you
0: do have. Cuz maybe you don't even really no have more. it. All you have is yourself. Like your body, your vessel for being here right now. So all those things like people say it all the time, they're like this is my coffee, this is my water. They take ownership of that thing and they become that thing where that's not really them. Like it's a it is water. It is coffee. Right. So taking that into yourself, and then when someone takes it away from you, you feel like they're taking a piece of you, but they're really not. Like, there's not, you have to kind of kill the ego in some aspects there. Like, where people, you think that people are always trying to take something from you and it's personal, and it's really not. But when you come from a place of like, I own nothing, not even my body, because that goes away too. Correct. You become super grateful for every single thing that comes in your life. Everything. Do you ever see, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I that's one of my favorite Dude, I movies.
1: I quote that now like it came out like what a year ago half a year ago or something. There's the one scene and I'm not trying no spoiler alerts for anything here. There's one scene where a really important character dies, okay? But and I'm I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> but he, Doctor Strange is having a hard time unleashing his potential and this yeah. really important character is like you with your ability cuz this person sees his potential. You have an unlimited potential everybody's got unlimited potential but this person is like actually truly unlimited master of the mystic arts Mm. but he can't figure it out and the the reason why he can't figure it out is because this person is telling him that he has to surrender to get all of this power and he's coming from a place of logic i'm a doctor i'm a scientist i'm logical. it doesn't make sense how do you surrender to obtain all the power and that's when this person looks at them and says because you have to realize it's not about you and mm-hmm. when we realize that in the grand scheme of life our, and this is again i'm quoting bible here right but our time in this universe right. is missed yeah is missed. it's missed that's, that's how how long has the earth been around how <laughs> long is it going to be around if you're lucky you get maybe a hundred years that's if you're really nothing. lucky. If you're really lucky. Yeah. yeah. 80 years. So 80 years in the grand scheme of time, on this little tiny speck of dust in the grand cosmos, you, me, I, us, nobody, we, we're insignificant. It that That's surrendering. When mm-hmm. you Once you realize that, and that's when you wake up every day like, hey, I woke up today. Thank God. Thank you, universe. I'm alive. What am I going to create today? That's how you don't have the bad day. That's right. how you overcome. That's how you rise up
0: no matter how tired you are no matter whatever you just go because you have that life force in you yeah i i agree i feel like so dr strange like last year i saw me and my wife saw dr strange like the week before we went to costa rica to do an ayahuasca retreat and like the first the first night that we did ayahuasca the, the thing that i saw was like the nothingness the void of the universe like the nothing and that's like insane when you really think about it to actually see nothing to actually be nothing and when you think about like buddhism and becoming enlightened and a few other like religions right the whole goal is maybe not to accumulate things it's to be able to be okay with being not being like being nothing where if you think if your soul is going to that place of time, where time and space like no longer ex- exists, like time doesn't exist. Space, all this stuff we see in front of us doesn't exist anymore. That's the nothingness. Like that's maybe where we came from. That's maybe where we're going again. And you have to be okay with that. And once you're okay with that, like all this stuff in front of us becomes so amazing because it shouldn't even be here. If logic, logically, like this shouldn't exist. Like, nothing should exist. Like, it should be nothing. And if you can come to terms with that and you can realize that, like, the amount of appreciation that you have for things goes way up. And then you start becoming your true self. Like, you don't care what people think about you. You do things because you feel it's right, like, deep down in your heart. You start doing the things that you wanted to do when you were a kid that everyone told you, like, be realistic, grow up. Uh, not like child, not being like a kid, like a child, like a bad kid, but just like childlike, like you're just curious about things. freedom. Yeah, freedom. And then once you start doing that, when you start tep- stepping into your truth of like who you actually are, the light inside you, great things seem to just like happen, like abundance is just it surrounds you like at, abundance does surround us all the time, but it's whether it's an abundance of like good things or an abundance of like negative things and our perception and the way that we see ourselves and who we are becoming, that controls that. Like we control that. And I think that's something that you've done really well. Like you're a really positive person. Thank you. Yeah, every Glory to God. And (laughs) just meeting you a few times and like talking, like are talking to you and just seeing you speak and like what you're doing. I think, you know, like you're definitely an inspiration for a lot of people and you have like that, energy inside you to inspire people but we all do right and a lot of people they'll see someone like you or someone like me and they'll go well i'm not steve i i didn't know what i wanted to do my whole life when i was a kid so i can't do that and they, they put these like limiting beliefs on themselves they they lower the limitations of their beliefs instead of like raising the limitations of their beliefs and becoming like who they really are and entrepreneurship isn't for everybody and speaking isn't for everybody but everybody has the option to find their own path and you know i feel like you definitely found yours Thank like you. you can tell if you were doing something different it would feel weird i'd be miserable um but maybe not to go off topic but i one thing i wanted to ask you was do you think like you're trying to know that you went to go train to become a pastor do you think that helped you and like learn how to speak to people and like really connect with them and like look at them help them understand themselves a little bit more like it helps you in your entrepreneurial path, your marketing path, like coaching people, especially like, how did that, like, what's something that you learned from that, that cause there's definitely a reason why we do things and in our lives to like, kind of It definitely helped.
1: I mean, the pastoral training I had, which is interesting, I I reference that frequently when I speak because it was one part religion, one part social worker type training. So you had to get psychology and sociology and conscience of man. Yeah, it's exactly it's it's all, (laughs) all of this. And then as far as the speaking goes and where that came from, I mean, all my life, I was that person who was the the star of the play at school or at church. I was uh, a youth leader. I was in uh, student government in school. I I did Cutco Knives. It was one-on-one sales presentations. When I was working at the dairy, which was the miserable job. It was business to business sales. Even when I did the healthcare, it was kind of like a blend of the two previous jobs where I would sit down with the patient one-on-one and get them to sign up for services, as well as work with the business is to get them to refer me patients. So it was a perfect blend of everything. So to get to the point where I was speaking, I had done with countless presentations speaking gigs over the course of my entire life so it was just a a universal training because this is what i'm meant to do you had mentioned before about uh the light in each and every one of us and one of the interesting things i know you've encountered these folks too because we all have spiritual gifts like Mm -hmm. i don't want anybody
0: listening to this don't think that oh well you know michael has this steve has that well you know before you say that we act like whether it's metaphysical like you want to believe that but Physically, we actually do produce light. Like our mitochondria produce light to communicate with each other. So, whatever you want to believe. If you believe in just science, we actually produce light. We actually have light inside of us. So,
1: well, I learn something <laughs> every day. Right? I didn't know that. So there we go. So my light is shining. Right. But the but the universe connection. The what well, the, the the spirit, the soul, the essence, whatever you want to call it. The universe, God, faith, whatever it is that you want to call it for yourself. That exists. And so we have these gifts that we were put here for a purpose. Some of us have multiple gifts. Some of us have only one gift, but everybody has a gift. And when you follow your gift, that's your fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Like my father-in-law told me one day, he's he's looking at me, he sees me on these stages and he's like, I'm so proud of you. You're an entrepreneur, all these things I've always wanted to do. You just you just do it. You, you're amazing. You got balls. Like this is all the things he says to me. and And I said to him, well, I'm appreciative of you here you've worked at the same company the same job for 40 years and you have an ability and a serenity and a, and a peace that comes from he goes in he does his job he comes home and he's off and he doesn't have the responsibilities of being an employee he doesn't have the fears or the what if we don't make it mm-hmm. he goes there is there is such simplicity and peace in the routine and 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 the, while it sounds like well oh, it's boring this and that, whatever he has he he's very humble. He has everything that he needs. He's taking, and he's very and he's a happy, fulfilled man. He's been w- married once for thirty some odd years to the same woman. He raised two daughters who both went to college and are both
0: successful
1: now. I mean, you talked about success yeah. the other day. It's what like is success? Same thing. It, that's exactly you know yeah. what I'm saying. And 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 that's that's the just, so if if somebody listening to this is like, well, you know, woe is me. If that's you and you're happy, that's Mine. that's what you're meant to right. do there's nothing you don't have to do this grand thing to be yeah. fulfilled it's, it's, it's about happiness and what your purpose is and
0: your life is as long as you feel fulfilled then that's that's right. it and sometimes doing something like that is a grand thing like you're unknowingly facilitating the change and somebody else to do something really great so you're part of it like you're I saw a speech by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I forget what he was speaking. at, maybe like Stanford or something like that. And he said, never call me a self-made man because he didn't get to where he's at without the coaches, without the people around him, without his parents, without the trainers, without Joe Weider, bringing him over here, without the agents, without the directors, without the people who believed in him to help him get to where he is. Like no one is a self-made man. So whether or not like you want to believe that you're doing something big, like you actually could be, without even knowing it. And it takes someone to like, it takes some level of self-awareness to realize, to realize that like, yeah, I could be changing somebody's life by helping somebody else. Like, what if you were in the military and you inadvertently saved someone's life and they went on to become and create something really great. And you didn't even know, like there were nothing at that time. They were just some person that lived in this area that was, you know, maybe like in the Middle East and there were ter- like terrorists are trying to kill them and their family and you saved them. And that experience that of you saving them, that the trauma that they went through changed the way that they think and gave them a purpose and they went on to change the world. You know, like there's always the, those stories that we don't hear about or the people who changed everything. I always think about that too. Like you hear about like an ancient history, We hear about Caesar. We hear, you know, like some of the Roman philosophers, um, all the emperors, and like the generals. But we don't hear about the regular people, like the people who just like lived and showed up to their jobs and made that made Rome great what it is, what it was. Because it was more than just the emperors, right? A a few million people, Mm -hmm. you know, that we don't hear about those people that that made it what it is. Because without those people, like that wouldn't exist like the the emperor would be ruling over nothing um so you have to, like realize like whatever your story is like they're you're giving it a purpose or meaning whether you believe it or not
1: you brought up something that i had to to add to was the you know the everyday people so here you hear all these things that we're talking about right this is who i am and blah 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 whatever and I'm, it's not an ego thing this is just i'm, I'm confident this is what i've mm-hmm. created I've influenced thousands of folks. Now, take my wife, who is the exact polar opposite of me, introverted, she, just, I brought her to one event and brought her up on stage to introduce everybody and she thought she was gonna die. And she didn't say anything, she just, yeah. just waved, right? And so like the complete opposite. When she was in college, there was a time where there was a kid who had overdrank and drank too much stuff in an alcohol poisoning. And they called the security and security said, well, I'll tell them to sleep it off or whatever. And she's like, and it was her and her roommate. And they're like, if you know, what do we do? What do we do? We don't want to call the cops. We're all going to get in trouble if we call the cops, or whatever. And she's like, he's like foaming, like we have to call the cops. Now you see this stuff on the news all the time where these kids die because they're afraid of getting punished. So they don't do anything. And then the people die. So she ended up calling the cops yeah he got in trouble yeah his parents were mad but the guy is alive right he <laughs> went on to be he was an athlete he actually went on to be on the like uh the practice squad for the carolina panthers and then left that and now he's a therapist for the carolina panthers and he reaches out there every once in a while and talks to her and he's always like you know I, every year I want to thank you because this is the anniversary. I'm alive because of what you did. Because yeah. she decided to call the cops to get an ambulance to get in there because security was stupid and they said just let him sleep it off. He would have died. Right. So like that's that's exactly what you just said. Here's and my and my wife. She doesn't want glory. She doesn't want to be. She doesn't want to be famous. She doesn't want any of this stuff. Right she helped that one guy he's alive because of her and he gets to live the rest
0: of his life because of that one decision that's exactly what you're talking about and sometimes you have to not be afraid of like getting in trouble or ripping off the band-aid or some people are so afraid to tell somebody something that may hurt them but if they hold it in it's like that keeping that secret is gonna hurt you way more in the long run and in that case like someone that kid could have died and never went on to do what he did and, and who knows who else he's influencing you right, know he, who knows? he made
1: the panthers he's a practice squad he made the team better and they went on to the super bowl and he's a therapist yeah, like yeah, who he's knows, a
0: therapist. like how many people he's saved and and it's amazing like one man's worth one man's worth and actually th- also another thing that's reminded me of is uh I met grant cardone he came to one of our mastermind events It was speaking and his wife was there and his what his wife actually left a career she wanted to be an actor actress and she left and gave that up to support him in his mission because they both had the same mission of like helping people mm-hmm. but his way was faster to get there so she gave that up to be the wife to support him to get there and, and together together get there and give up a lot of the spotlight and like not have to get the spot, not gain the spotlight in order to get there. And that's something that a lot of people can learn from. That's like kind of something I've done. Like I've done a lot of things a lot of people don't know about because it wasn't about me. It was about getting my mission and learning my craft, uh, getting my, my vision out there rather than feeding my own ego. Benjamin Franklin also did this. Like he used to, um, like him and his brother ran the farmer's almanac Mm -hmm. and this is actually tim ferris's book uh tools of titans where he would great book yeah amazing like tim ferris is great i love tim ferris um he would like write write things articles and slip them underneath the the door the printing room floor and use a pen name to get his his vision out there and never take credit for it his brother would actually get the credit for it And he did that for years while sharpening his axe and like learning his craft until one day he thought it was good enough to finally step out of the shadows and like become who he is. And we see that all the time in like apprenticeships and it seems like somebody comes out of nowhere, like all of a sudden they're famous and all of a sudden they do great things, but they were really behind the scenes, like working on their craft and a lot of, Like, especially nowadays, a lot of people want that like instant fame and they want people to like know them and love them. And like for me, like I never really wanted that and I still don't want it. But I feel like it's necessary now to get my vision out there. Mm -hmm. Ever since I was a kid, people were pushing me into like leadership positions like you should lead this group. You should lead this like I was in chorus, like you should be the main person. You should be the, you know, student government. And I, I resisted it. I didn't Mm -hmm. ever want to do it until now. I'm just like, whatever, I'll just do it because what you resist persists, right? It's going to keep on happening until you finally just step into what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. Um, One of
1: my friends yesterday, uh, another speaker, he came down from Connecticut and we just had like a a two hour power session planning the future possible affiliate marketing and a whole bunch of other things. And he was talking about how and I forget who he gave the credit to, so I'll give it to him, Corey Durkin. But he said that if people ask you to do something or your opinion on something enough times, that's the universe telling you this is what you should be doing. Right. So if people are saying that you know, well, could you lead this? Could you lead that? Could you help with this? Could you help with that? they're asking you, asking you, asking you, asking. I want your opinion on this, 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 this This, this means it's what you're supposed to be doing. That's the universe's way of saying it. Because obviously, if all these people are coming to you for advice or counsel or whatever it is, it's because that's what you were supposed to be doing. And so anybody listening out there who's hearing this, if you see that, because we all do, we all have that, there's always people, every time mm-hmm. they need anything in a certain area, and they're asking and they're coming to you for advice on it. That's because that's what you're supposed to be
0: doing. Yeah, totally. it was interesting. I love that. Yeah. Have you ever had anything like that where you tried to resist doing something for so long, because, but everyone or everything just like kept pushing you into it. And then finally you did it and you're like, this is like what I was supposed to be doing the whole time. Um, yes and no. So like the
1: the 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 no part of it is with everything that I was meant to do. Like yeah. I knew it was there. Uh-huh. The yes part was when I left that miserable job and <laughs> and went back into following the light. So like that that three four year dark period of my life is where I lost all of that. You did it for four years. Yeah, three four years. And because I remember the exact time, it was three to four years, and that was when it destroyed the first marriage, and every all this other stuff happened. But during that time frame, I remember there was always these people trying to bring me back to the light where I was, Uh and I just didn't follow up on it. And the and the one thing, and and my divorce is two people that went went in different directions. So I I don't blame her for anything. It was not we're we're friends now. Coincidentally, my director of operations of my company. She is best friends with my ex-wife. So she sees her all the time and she works with me every single day. it works is there's no hard feelings my ex-wife has met my current wife like it's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. but um, the one thing that I always give her the credit is she was the last person to break that negative mindset. So even though we were fighting and everything over, she said, this job and all of this misery you're going through is just a job. You were once a district manager and you can do it again. And it was like a light switch. It was like Rocky when he's sitting there and he's Adrian had the baby and Rocky too. And he's like, you know, maybe I'll just go pick up some extra hours at the factory or whatever. (laughs) And Adrian goes, when? And he's like, what? And then she's like, Win And then Mickey's like, what are you waiting for? We got to go trade. And he goes and beats Apollo Creed. Like he trades. He just needed that light switch moment. And then the music starts playing and everything. That's exactly what happened. So,
0: Isn't it funny how like movies can teach us like so much, but a lot of people discount them and think you're just like, oh, you're just going to see a movie. That's like for kids. But there's stories like the hero's journey. All the the good ones have some kind of hero's journey. All the good ones. The inspiration that you get that it's like every time I watch like movies or TV I'm always trying to like learn something like whether it's something that's totally impossible like Star like Star Wars like that stuff can't happen but there's like lessons in all that stuff um, or if it's like something with history I'm like always trying to learn and a lot of people will say don't watch TV don't watch movies it's like rotting your brain and I, I always thought there was like bullshit yep. in my mind like reality TV <laughs> is scripted <really> bullshit but <laughs> like Guilty actual Bullshit. programming that that's art like people are putting their time their energy like, it's th- like from their soul yeah if you
1: read books all the time and it's and you're reading you could read crap books or you could read good books you can see crap movies and crap television shows or you can watch good television shows and good movies and it's the same concept i'm
0: with you yeah like what's what's your favorite movie
1: My favorite movie, my favorite movie I saw recently that really was uh, incredible and inspiring and triumphant, and I always say this, the best stories are true ones, that movie Hidden Figures. I saw that and I was like, wow. Like we, we, we get it caught up in, I'm, I'm interracial. So my mother's black and Native American. My father's hundred percent German. So I'm interracial. I look Hispanic. And then my last name Weiss is Jewish and I'm not Jewish. So I just grew up confused, you know, I'm like the Oreo cookie with like <laughs> yellow cream center, you know, like it doesn't fit. So, you know, I grew up with this, this whole diversity, but when you look at everything that's going on and you see all this stuff where people talk about racism and hatred and and then you have all this stuff with the gay community and the transgender and all this other stuff, whatever. And it's really, at the end of the day, people just need to mind their own business and be worry about self and not mm-hmm. what everybody else is doing and let everybody else live in peace and be who they are but when you see that movie and you see the real racism and you see yeah. that i mean the, the stuff that these women had to overcome and they were brilliant and then they were they literally Put a man on the moon. Like they literally put a man on the moon, and they overcame these barriers, and then they gained the whole underlining theme of the movie. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. They gained the respect of their fellow colleagues as equals, but it took time and it to break down walls and barriers become because of a common goal. And it's a true story. It's a true story. That's why I saw that. I was just like ah. One of my, my favorite movies of all time would be Matrix, yeah, Gladiator, the Matrix. Braveheart. Braveheart is true story, you know. So I love Matrix those is kind of movies. Probably true story too. Probably is They're probably <laughs> sitting <laughs> in the Matrix. We're probably sitting in probably, it right probably now. in two pods right next to each other, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm. I mean, in that movie, like you're right. Like everyone had. I think people have these like they try to fit themselves in a box like they're like I'm I'm black I'm white I'm Asian I'm Muslim I'm Christian like these all these things but when you have like that common goal of like we have to get a man on the moon it transcends all those like limiting they're limiting beliefs that you have of yourself and you stop in that case stereotypes and stigmas yeah and you just like overlook all that stuff to get something done and make some change. It's just like when nine 11 happened, everyone just in the United States, everyone was just instantly American. Yep. And like, it boggles my mind, like how far we've come from that in such a short period of time where people are just, they don't want to be American or they don't even identify as being American, even though they're born here and live here. And they're just like constantly bringing up these issues of like race and, if you stop bringing them up and you just start treating people like people Mm -hmm. that won't even matter anymore. And it's wasn't until in that movie, when those women started, they literally just forgot that they were black women in the sixties. And they just had this knowledge and these abilities to make something happen. And they totally ignored it. It forced the other people to ignore it too. Correct. They're like, "We I'm the person that's going to get this this guy to the moon and back." And if you want to take that information from me and my help, that's up to you. It doesn't matter what I look like or what gender I am or who where I come from. We all have the same goal. Amen. And that's I wish I wish that we could
1: like you you just mentioned before and like that and you look at it like in that case they had a common goal what were they trying to do it was it was the space race and we had to beat russia and russia was kicking our ass because they had better scientists and are they better or, or or are they not better and they had to invent the math and they knew it existed but how could they make it mm-hmm. work so they're doing the unknown and that's where they were united amongst a common goal and so i wish and i hope that something and, and maybe it's one of those things this is where like you talk about like i'm going through this body cleanse right now with this this diet and, and i'm loving it and as part of a, a body cleanse there's going to be days where you're going to feel sick because you're killing the mm-hmm. bad but the, the bad is dying in you and then it's releasing toxins into you which have to come through your pores your sweat yep. you're you know you're going to excrete it, everything whatever you have to release that bed and it's almost like and and it's not Not to say I'm predicting anything, I'm not Nostradamus or anything, but it's almost like we need something to happen where we can unite together and say, we need to put our differences behind us and, 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 and move forward as the human race. As people of this planet united, and it doesn't care who you are, where you're from, whatever you travel internationally, I travel internationally. What you see on the TV and the news is not what's going on in those countries. It's what happens yeah. when there's a shooting in a school here. It's the same thing. It's what happens in on that day in that particular place. But the rest of the country, they have eco- they have economy, they have jobs, they have everything, they have schools just like we do. We're all people yep. trying to, and if we can unite together in a common well that'll good, happen when the
0: aliens come back i know <laughs> then, i know when the independence come day back. is another one of my favorite movies right <laughs> yeah.
1: today we celebrate our independence day because we're united against a common threat but it's true did that's ever, what brings out the greatest
0: good do you remember um i guess it's that it's like a speech by uh, Car- uh carl sagan about the pale blue dot yes like everyone you ever known everyone you ever ever will exist did exist does it like they all existed on that little pale blue dot in a blip of time like that if you can like see the earth from outside whether you think it's like flat earth or you think it's a round earth we all have ever existed any human ever on that dot like that's just like looking at an anthill and like every single person that ever existed will exist does exist is living in that anthill. And it's like so insignificant. And when you can see the insignificance of it, then you can, I feel like, unite together and look over all your differences. Because beyond being humans, like we're all from Earth. Mm-hmm. We're all living here on this rock. And it takes like maybe some event, like traumatic event, like to bring people out of themselves and take a really objective look at themselves. Like, A lot of people can't take themselves outside of themselves to look at everything that's going on around them. They're like so stuck in the rat race of their beliefs and what they think they're supposed to be doing, who they think they're supposed to be in order to get approval of other people, even approval of themselves where it just never happens for a lot of people. And it takes like, like maybe a massive dose of psychedelics to be able to do that. So they totally realize it. Like you can get there like with prayer meditation, but sometimes it's like not fast enough for, for some people. Um,
1: There's a, a
0: resource
1: that I'll definitely share and I absolutely loved it. I learned it in 2012, right around the time I started Hurricane Marketing Enterprises. I was actually involved with a multi-level marketing company which kind of gave me my inspiration. I was here I was, I had this company. I was the, the Director of Business Development from 2005 to 2009, became Vice President sold that company, uh, became vice president in sold it in 2011, stayed on for a year. And then I'm like, all right, I can stay with this company or do something else. I started doing this multi-level marketing thing and I blew it up quickly. And then I said, if I can blow up a multi-level marketing thing, I can do anything on my own. And that's when I started Hurricane Marketing Enterprises. While I was at that multi-level marketing thing, it was World Ventures, which is like a travel club mm-hmm. and you go all across the world. I met a man, Marcusetta, who's one of the top, top people. And he's he's one of the top people in that multi-level marketing. He's an amazing individual out there. If you can look up his colors of life, life. He's a psychologist and he's an incredible individual, speaker, amazing. The colors of life was his is his book. And it talks about how each person in life has a different color and how you can identify who those people are and what each color represents. There are people who are like us, reds, who are focused, driven, leaders, they love a challenge, they overcome, they're the people that set the pace for the world, they raise the bar, they're the ones that usually become the famous and everything else, whatever. Then you have your yellows, who are the sensitive, the emotional, the in touch. They play a supportive role, so a, a, a red in business does good to have somebody who's a yellow on the team. Then you have your blues, who are the free spirits, the people who just love the life of the party, the fun, the energetic, the trendy, the fashionistas, they show up 20 minutes. And it's late for everything, but everybody mm-hmm. still loves them, and they're class clowns and the comedians and stuff. And you need those people to make the world go around. They're your friends. They're the, they're the people that bring right, out the fun right. in you. And then you have your greens who are the analytical, the uh process-oriented, the engineers, the accountants, the people who, who can crunch the numbers and math, and they come up with systems and processes for everything. And then you have people who are blends of each of them, but those are the people that make the world go around. And when you come together, business personal, the life, family, everything. And you come together with all these colors and you identify it. You really can show how you relate to those other colors, how you can work best together at whatever aspect of life, personal business, whatever. And, and, and really just, just, it's, it's incredible. A great resource. The colors of like mark, yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. So people can check it out. Worth it. Worth it. I think that. i spent like $90 to get his kit.
0: Nice. Love it. Yeah. I mean, tools like that really help you. Like, I don't like to put labels on people, but they really help you kind of identify where you're at too. Like it gives you a sense of yourself. Um, So. I know we're at the end. Yeah, we're almost at the end. So I I just have one more question I want you to I want want to ask you, and you kind of answered it a little bit, but what's one lesson that your body has taught you about success in life? Yeah, you could do more than one, like Hmm. it's totally fine.
1: But for me personally, You have to find out from the body, all right? You have to find out for yourself how you are wired. So for me personally, I've learned from my body that I am a sprinter, not a marathon runner. So for me, the the life that I live, the balance that I have, the reason why I have the happiness that I have, and what I consider success for myself in all areas of my life is because I, I sprint in all aspects of it. When it's time for me to work, I run for two or three months straight, blitz, whatever. Then I take a month off. And then what am I doing? I am recharging, rejuvenating. It's a sprint for a full month because I don't know many mm-hmm. people take a month off. I take a I don't do anything for a month. But then I'm with my children and I make time for sprinting with my son, my one daughter, my other daughter, my wife, and then together as a family and diversifying it through. So find out where your stamina comes from. Balance. Are you a sprinter or are you a marathon runner? And then find out how to make your bodies mm-hmm.
0: your life race work for you yeah because i feel like especially since i was a bodybuilder and help people with their bodies your body is really a metaphor for success like just like you were talking about with the uh, the cleanse where you have to purge that negative negative stuff like that teaches you about life like you have to go through it the good stuff Is maybe going to have some negative stuff happen. You have to purge those negative things. And then once you get through all that bad stuff, the worse that it usually is, the better. You come out stronger. Yeah, you come out way stronger. And uh, so tell people where they can find you, what's next for you, um, uh, because I want people to check out your stuff because it's really good. Thank you. So I, I'm Steve the Hurricane. Yeah, that's that's my professional registered
1: <laughs> trademark name. I registered it like four years ago. Steve the Hurricane. You can find me on Facebook at Steve the Hurricane. You can find me on Instagram Steve the Hurricane W as my last initial. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the website, you can go Steve the Hurricane dot com. But for everybody here, it's HME, which is Hurricane Marketing Enterprises HME Coaching dot net. Yeah. And that's that's how you can find out who we are what we do how we help business owners how we help life people empowerment it's just it's
0: an amazing amazing thing and it's a blessing so yeah hmecoaching.net all right man well thank you for being on the show it was a pleasure to have you i hope to have you back soon and uh thanks guys anytime thank you for listening to another episode of the solubility podcast I really appreciate each and every one of you and your feedback is the key to making this a show the best it can be. Nobody's perfect and I'm certainly far from it. One of the main reasons I started this podcast is that I can get better at speaking and asking people questions. So I really appreciate any feedback and leaving me a review on iTunes or sending me a DM on my social media is a great way to do that. Thank you again. Peace and love until next week.